you. My name is Colm. I'm not here alone. No, there's no I in team, and there's no two I. There are two I's in Giolito. <laughs> here he is, Mr. Charles Legal. What's up, Colm? I'm doing wonderful, as you can tell. I had a great day at work, and now I'm just relaxing. The Nationals are on, and you just see Daniel Murphy hitting diggers. What, can, what more can I ask for? Colm, we missed you at the Giolito debut. Was it? Okay. You have been with me to, I would say, the best game I've ever been to in my life. This the Strasburg debut? debut? Yeah. yeah. I don't think any scene could ever be done, ever. When he's just throwing, when they're lying about the speed of the pitches on the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it, it wasn't the same atmosphere for sure. Well, but. the rain, I think, kind of muffled it, too. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he looked awesome. He looked awesome. So, besides, like, was did you feel like being around the crowd there that a lot of people got tickets that day and came? Or was this something they already had tickets for and was playing? Did you get any of that feeling? You know, just checking my Twitter feed, there were a bunch of people that, like, were there that followed me. And that makes me think, like, when all these random people that follow me are there, they're probably not all season ticket holders. So I think people did buy tickets and show up. That's my that's my guess. Um, I had a wonderful conversation with our friend Essay, who I said he was telling me about something else, and I said, "No, I'm watching G. Leto's debut," and he said, "Who is that?" And then he said, "Is that our star shortstop?" <laughs> Super fan. <laughs> it made me so happy. It really did. I was just like, first of all, he's a pitcher, and the shortstop already came up. His name is Trey Turner, and he already went down, and he he's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. oh anyway, but look, as you can see on TV right now, they're talking about the Summer Saver Pack and a wonderful mojito. So do you have a mo- do you do you have a mojito on you? I do not. I have a Corona Extra with a lime. Oh, very summery, Cole. <laughs> no, look at that. Well, I'm also summery. I'm drinking a Sam Adams Summer Ale. Oh, what a great! That's a great beer too. I'm a fan. It's a nice. It's a nice, refreshing. I went for a run, so I wanted something refreshing. By the it's way, like, the new Nat shirt, very interesting that it has a very similar look to the new Nat shirt in the gear store. Did you notice that? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, interesting. interesting. I wore my uh, I wore my Ray Knight shirt yesterday. I like the uh, the style you went with. So remember, it's at right on the site of the NatShirtReview.com. There is a gear tab. So the funny thing is, Cole, nobody came up to me and said anything. But really? so many people just stared at my shirt, yeah. which was kind of funny. And it's like, come up and you can talk to me about Did it. you it's go a... anywhere near Ray Knight and Johnny? You know, because of the rain, it was difficult. Like, I wanted to walk over there, and then we ended up leaving at about 11. Um, and it was only like the sixth inning. So Ray was, you know, back in the bowels of the stadium eating a hot dog or something. See, on the TV, you missed um, – at one point they had – Carp and FP like giving like a report while it was just had started raining, and then all of a sudden FP goes, "It's raining really hard, and I don't want to sit here." And then they went and <laughs> caught it. <laughs> that is awesome. Great. And then the next thing you saw was after commercials was the windows up. Yeah, we were sitting right outside of cover, so we got some pretty good seats. We were in one thirty-two. Oh, but it's it's one section. Wait, is that third base side, right? So you, no. No, it's 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 first base side, and it's like it's right after the awning from the upper deck, but it's right before the awning from like the the oh, second. Similar to the, the Strasburg seats. 
Yeah, but not as close not to close. the foul pole as we sat for Strasburg. But um, we were totally open. Like uh, we were, we were towards the back of that section, so I thought maybe we'd be covered. Mm-hmm. But we were just where we were sitting was an open area in between, in between the upper concourses. There was nothing above us, oh. and so it didn't matter how far back we sat. And um, it started drizzling like in the fourth, and I was like, "Yeah, we'll sit out here." And then it just started pouring on us, and we're like, "Yeah, we better go back." What did you think about his uh, pitch? Well, I guess I don't want to say pitch count, but how long he lasted. Well, I mean, he looked great, right? He went through four innings, and, you know, it's like one and a half times through the lineup, so let's not get too excited. It wasn't a full game by any means. But I mean, because if you looked at his pitch count coming into this and the minors, he was in the hundreds, wasn't he? Um, you mean, like, just per game? Yeah. Yeah, you mean why they took him out when yeah, they? I didn't get why. They... Oh, they, just because it's nobody knows what's good and what's bad for pitchers. The only thing we know that's bad for pitchers' arms for sure is pitching. We know that pitching is bad for pitchers' arms, but other than that, we nobody knows what. But the general rule of thumb, and Rizzo actually said this, is about forty-five minutes of a rain delay, and you don't put the pitcher back in. So if you noticed. Even though it was only three to nothing, Harvey didn't go back in either. That's right. That's right. And so, and it wasn't. I mean, yeah, it was first and third and two out, so he could have gotten in more trouble. So maybe there was more of an excuse. But Giolito was up, so you would have figured Harvey would have stayed. And then I guess Clint Robinson pinch hit, so maybe they would have taken Harvey out at that point. Right. But uh, but uh, both pitchers went out because uh, you basically don't want a pitcher to sit for. He would have sat for 45 minutes for the rain delay. The rain delay was even a little bit longer than that. I think it was more like an hour. And um, on top of that, he still would have had to bat, and then they would have had to turn over. You know, they would have gone to commercial and then come back. So you're talking like an hour and 15 minutes or something in between pitches, and they don't like to do that with young pitchers. Now, were there any chance? Uh, no, no. No chance? That sounds I awful. Don't, I don't remember anybody going, Giolito. Or no, I mean, when we did Steven Strasburg, the whole stadium. It was so incredible. You know, I think the thing about Strasburg. It was a day game, I feel like, no? Or no, I think it was an evening game. But the thing about Strasburg was there was nothing to cheer for for that team for so many years. Right. That it was, it was just, we were just amped up for him. And then, you know, I don't, I remember what the atmosphere was like. I'll never forget it. Well, I remember what it was like at the end of the game when he struck out six guys in a row. It was so incredible. But I don't remember. And so, like, to me, I'm like, well, I've said this to you before. I've been to a World Series game. Yeah. And that was as, and I went to a game clinching, like a clincher World Series game. Right. And that was as loud and as crazy as that was. Yeah, it felt like I was at a WWE event. It was so great. <laughs> but I can't honestly remember if it was like that the whole game, or no, if it didn't. No. If it didn't turn into that until after he went on that six strikeout run. Yeah, so I feel like that's when it just like wicks. I mean, at the beginning of the game when he first came out, it was definitely like that. Yeah, I mean, like so he came out. He got a Giolito got a standing ovation. Like. When he was warming up, people were cheering, but it was like because there was the the rain really did kind of screw things up because he was out. I mean, we walked down to our seats at like seven fifteen. We grabbed beers and got in our seats at like seven fifteen, yeah. and he was out doing long toss. So it's like people saw him 
well before the game started. The game didn't start till eight because of the rain. So like by the time he went out, yeah, he got a standing ovation when he got announced and when he came out. He got a standing ovation when he threw his first pitch and when he threw his got his first strikeout and all that. But like it was nowhere near the kind of atmosphere for Strasburg. Wow. And half the people were like, I mean, it was a crowded game. Don't get me wrong. This was not one of those like, uh, yeah, especially for a rain delay. There was a ton of people. there. Yeah. But people were like milling about in the concourses because of the rain and people were going in and out. So like it just wasn't. It wasn't the same. It wasn't a like crazy atmosphere. Now, if he had pitched seven innings, might it have been different? I don't know. He didn't even get a proper send off because he was. Yeah, I mean the rain. He was going to get up to bat when it rained. So then when it stopped raining an hour and fifteen minutes later, because that was also his first major league at bat. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. I mean, I guess what they what would have been cool is they could have actually sent him up to bat. What was his walk-up song? Do you remember? No, I don't. Do starters have walk-ups? Oh, I guess he did bat once. Yeah, he batted one time. Um, But they could have sent him up to bat the second time and then called a timeout and replaced him with Robinson to get an ovation. Right, right. Oh, that's true. But All right, so here's the last question, and then we'll move on. Um, Now, your take on is this a one-and-done type of deal right now? I think if Strasburg comes back healthy uh-huh. and is ready to pitch in five days, and then he will be sent back down. Okay, that's what I think too. But 100%. I think I, it looked great, and but what's the point? Now, it, if if he if he stays for a few more, or even if he doesn't, he looked good enough that I think they're gonna start weighing Geo versus Giolito. That's I think well, I now I mean that goes to our next topic if you want to jump right to that is in my opinion trades trades well you said think, a name that is I think a perfect name to say are you saying we should trade G- Geo and and what, someone else to get yeah I, I mean I'm not sure what you would get for Geo he has he has not looked good. he looked great right for, three for the first month but his peripherals didn't and i actually wrote about how he looks very he was he had a really good era and i said he looks really different than when he was great and won like 20 games and it's hard to tell well it was hard to tell at the time by the peripherals alone whether he was sort of just a different pitcher or just getting really lucky because with mike maddox you go well maybe he's just throwing it a little different maybe he's got a little bit more movement and they're not squaring it up as well. But then after, like, three months, you go, no, he just was getting lucky, and now he's not getting lucky. Yeah, so exactly. I'm just not sure what you get for somebody like Gio at this point. Um, so but, yeah. you see is our hot thing that we could dangle? Well, I don't know. I mean, it depends. Well, what do you want to trade for? I want either a close. I definitely want a closer, and I wouldn't mind another reliever. So here's my – let's talk about the bullpen for a minute. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was the other topic is bullpen. I mean, I think it all comes – that's what we're afraid of right now. So, well, so I find it really kind of fascinating. Um, not really – you know, it's like Popelbon – you could make the case that Popelbon was like the fourth or fifth best reliever in the bullpen when he got hurt. Yes. You, but could. you could really make the case that he was not even like the top three. But – but, but 15 saves. Well, but because of where he pitched 
in the 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 bullpen. Him leaving, him being hurt, has shaken everything up and screwed everything up. And look, the bullpen is not bad. It has not looked bad. They blew no, a couple no. games. They blew a couple games here and there, but they haven't looked awful. They just haven't looked as good. And there's instability because it's like, well, where did Sean Kelly go? Okay, well, that's fine. And then at the same time that they had some amount of instability, um, Rivero started sucking. And quite frankly, even if Popelbon was in, Rivero sucking would be like, oh my God, what do we do? Right. Because he was being used in like, and he was being used in like every high leverage situation. So the fact that he's been bad and Popelbon is out is sort of the a combination of things. But it also kind of tells me that like, if it's this bad when he's gone, it may be back to normal when he's back. And so all you really need to do is get, my opinion, is you get one more really good guy, uh-huh. and and that's it. Because even even if you don't get somebody, once Popplebond's back, if he's as good as he was before, which wasn't great, it was just okay, uh-huh. then you're probably all right. But you don't want to, you don't have any insurance if somebody goes down again, and that's the real problem. And you don't have any insurance if it turns out Rivero is really bad and it wasn't just a bad, like, three weeks. Three weeks. He was really bad. And so, so in my mind, you don't need to go out and get two or three guys. You just got to get – if you get one really good guy to be the bridge to Popelbon or to replace Popelbon, you know, I I don't even want to get into the dynamics of, a, of getting another closer after what happened last year, but – Hopefully, between the lessons they learned from last year and having a guy who's not a buffoon at handling his people mm-hmm. as their manager, they'll be okay. Like, I think it, Dusty doesn't have to be a genius with people to make things all right. It just seems like Williams was awful with people. So awful. I feel and, like he didn't even talk to people. And so, yeah, and so I think a lot of what happened last year had more to do with Williams being horrible than them not having a great manager. Like, you just need an adequate manager to make that okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm less, less worried about it this year. But I'm also less worried because there's someone in that bullpen who has been stepping up recently named Sami Solis. Who yeah, Solis is big. Well, look, the, if you look at the numbers, Rivero is their worst reliever by far, and then everybody else is doing good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just with Papelbon out, you go, well, where does everybody slot in? And quite frankly, as much as we like to – say anybody can pitch anywhere these guys like defined roles they, they it's just it's think about it like going to work every day yeah. you want to know what you got to do right um and so i get why why this is hard when when papel bonds out so i think you get one more guy and look i would love them one to, more guy so then do you want anything on offensive too well let's finish up the the reliever stuff because as much as i'd love for the like i would love for them to get like andrew miller Oh, my God. That would be incredible. But you have to give up a lot because he's got yeah, two yeah. years left. And, and so I don't know if they have what the Yankees would. We don't need him. But... No, you don't need him. But if you got him, yeah. that would be great, right? And so, um, you know, Miller would be good. Uh, you know, you could go and get, like. I don't want to roll this. You don't want to roll this? I don't. I mean, I'm less interested in him than I am in, in other people, but. I want uh, Rodney. Yeah, Rodney would be a good good reliever. I mean, I mean, you could try I feel and like get. It's easier to get him too because he's on such a terrible 
Right, and Rodney signed, I think, a two-year deal, and so they might be afraid he'll suck again by the end. True. I mean, he's been he's been great. He's so great. I love. But him. I mean, you know, like I'm sure there are other guys that are out there that are gettable, that are cheaper than than uh, than Miller. Oh man, Andrew Miller's going to demand so much money. We can't. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, they'll figure. They, they. I'd like them to figure something out. He wants to almost be a billionaire now. <laughs> so, who doesn't? Um, okay, so no, so are we done with the bullpen? Are you happy with it? Yeah, I mean, are you agree with? I mean, to me, it's like you get one guy, and if he's solid back end guy, setup man slash closer, yeah. then. You're pretty solid. I don't think you need to go get two. I really don't. As long as everyone stays healthy here, yeah. But to me, it's like if, if everybody stays healthy, then you don't even really, really need to get somebody. Although, believe I me, know. I would recommend doing it anyway. Yeah. But really, you get somebody else, and then if anybody gets hurt, you, you're like, it doesn't matter. I'm fine. Or, I mean, I wouldn't mind to bring up Giolito, and he's like the guy like Jabba was. Yeah, well, Jabba's a bad example because he was terrible. Yeah, but, but you know what I mean, like that starter who... We've talked about it, yeah, like yeah. Johan Santana oh. did that and did well with it. But they don't, they, they just don't do that anymore. Why not? I don't understand. If you don't have a book on a guy, isn't that good? Yeah. Well, also, if a guy's just incredible, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, can we talk about then moving to the offense, who the greatest eighth hitter in baseball is right now? <laughs> Danny Espinosa. So good at the eighth spot. I actually think he should be batting in the seventh spot. And really? I, I think if you looked at the stats, he's got to be the best eighth hitter in baseball. <laughs> yeah, but, the, I mean, like, okay. In the but, last month, I would have to, yeah, that too. But, I mean, that's the whole thing when when people go, well, who's the greatest leadoff hitter of all time? Well, it's Ricky Henderson. Well, yeah, that's because Ted Williams didn't bat leadoff. Like, what is it, you know, it's just. Ichiro would be my pick. <laughs> Ricky was better than Ichiro, buddy. A lot better. Go look up the numbers. Um, but, I mean, my point is, is uh, well, what I was talking about before is I wrote actually wrote about this today. Like, So they have Revere, Revere leading off. Right. And I understand why you want him leading off because you want him hitting in front of Worth and, and Harper and Zimmerman and, and Murphy and all that. Right. And when he gets on, it's great. But the guy's got a – With a 266 on base, great. Well, even if he, he's back to his old self, he's a 325 on base guy. That would be great. It's just not that spectacular. No. And so my what I wrote is he should be batting ninth. Oh. And you bat the Revere. Oh, the pitcher at eight? You bat the pitcher at eight. You bat Revere ninth. Oh that way Re is interesting. Revere gets 100 less plate appearances a year, right. which is good. You want to limit. I mean, Revere at this point is, what, the fifth, sixth, seventh best hitter on the team? Right. You want to limit his plate appearances compared to the other players. And when you bat him first, he has the most plate appearances of anybody on the team. Wow. That's not yeah, weak. That's right, because he's the first hitter. So you want to bat him ninth. You limit his plate appearances. I like that a lot. But every inning except the first inning when he comes up, he's hitting in front of the hitters that you want, to hit, you want him to hit in front of. So it's kind of the perfect spot for him. He basically gets to be a leadoff hitter in every inning except the first. Right. And what that does is that limits him from getting too many plate appearances. I love it. Book and then, and so you bat Espinosa seventh, and you bat the pitcher eighth, and then you can have Worth lead off because Worth has like a 400 on base over the last year. I mean, over the last month. 
Dude, yesterday's game, he had such a great, like, was it a hit or a walk? He either took. I was impressed with either one, and he, I was just like, wow, that guy just knows how to get on base. And I think he took, like, eight or nine pitches during the that. He is either third or second in the NL in pitches per plate appearance. Oh, it's so great. So, so an invaluable stat. And that's why I'd love to see him lead off. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I uh, It's not a huge deal to me, but I, I also think that uh, – I think that's that's a better place for Revere, but I also think that they should look at getting an, uh, another center fielder. That's, right. to me, now, that's the other thing they could address besides exactly, the – Exactly, but do you do the Dre Turner thing, or you're saying get an established like Dexter Fowler type, of type, not him, obviously. So you're talking about the fact that they're putting Trey Turner in center field I mean, and it's the rumor, it's on Reddit, it's all the, you know. So I'm okay with the idea of putting Turner in center uh, for a couple of reasons. One, it makes sense. So I, I think I tweeted this out. It makes sense if, A, the Nats believe that Danny Espinosa is a good enough hitter. And, like, the jury's still out. He's been awesome for the last month. He was horrible for the first month. Horrible. I mean, he was unplayable. That is not a Major League Baseball player, what he was putting up for the first, like, six weeks of the season. Yeah, but now? Well, now he's he's been great for the last month. And his numbers are, he's got, like, a 700 OPS. So that, like, but now. being bad didn't affect us and we're still in first place, so. You can say that, but maybe if Turner played all year, we'd be eight games up instead of five. Like, I don't know. You know, it, you you want to be as good as you can be at any time. True. Fine. I get um, But, le- okay, so let's say that, A, the Nats believe that Espinoza is a better option at shortstop right now than Turner. And that, B, neither Worth or Zimmerman is ready to retire at the end of this year. And I'm not saying they should, and I'm not saying they're bad. Interesting. All I'm saying is if they don't turn to Mike Rizzo and say, guess what, I'm done, they're both on the team next year. Right. So... You can't have this dream scenario of Murphy, the okay second baseman, moves to first or left, and then Espinosa plays short and Turner plays second. It doesn't work because those your your left fielder and your first baseman aren't gone. Right. And so you can think about that in 2018, but not in 2017. So then you start going, all right, I got a year and a half where I don't have anywhere to put Trey Turner right. if. I'm Mike Rizzo, and I believe that Danny Espinosa is the better option at shortstop. Huh. And, okay, you, you can make the argument that, no, he's not. Trey Turner should play shortstop. Right. But if they believe the other way, if they believe Espinosa is the better option at shortstop, see, but as here's where do you put fan. Turner? As a fan, I would rather him be our center fielder than our shortstop because Danny Espinosa, in my mind, gets the job done. And I, we are not getting the job done in center field. Well, right now, I totally agree with you. Their center field, so like if they uh, they could either bring Turner up as a center fielder, and I don't know how good of a center fielder he is, and maybe that's what they're trying to find out right now. Hey, um, he's a catcher. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Hey, <laughs> what is he fourteen then? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to me, Turner Turner might need six months to be a center fielder, not six weeks, sure. and so. This could be a 2017 thing. In the meantime, you got to figure out what's going on now because they're getting. Espinosa is basically playing for his job right now, which is great. That's what I want. Well, he's been playing for his job all, all the time. I mean, he's not. He's 
A good Espinoza is like a league average kind of shortstop, right? Espinoza is not a great shortstop. He's an above average defender, I think, and he has above average power, and he has above average strikeouts and below average on base percentage, and and you know a good Espinoza year is probably like two thirty, with like a three hundred on base, three ten. That's not good. But if you hit 25 home runs and you're a good fielding shortstop, that's okay. That's a starter. Don't get me wrong. That's that's a starter and a good team. That's a top 20 to 10 range shortstop. All right. So I skipped over a pitcher. Well, I guess we didn't really go to starting pitchers that much. But well, yeah, I don't think they need another an interesting starter. article about Tanner Roark. Oh, I just he's been great. He is so good. <laughs> he's been great, and and it's an it's an amazing story when you think about it because. He came up. To be great. Well, he came, yeah, he he came up at the end of 2013 and had like a had a pretty good run in the bullpen, and then they let him start in September, and he was awesome. And he finished the year with like a one and a half ERA. And then the next year, they're like, "You're in the in in the rotation." And everybody everywhere that's like a national pundit, like an MLB pundit, was like, "Well, the, you know, he's going to regress. He won't be as good. Like, you know, expect him to be." You know, if things go well, he'll have a league average ERA kind of thing. And he spent the entire year in the rotation, and he had like a two and a half ERA. So he was awesome. He's awesome. He's going to end up having like incredible stats if he keeps going at this rate. But to me, the most amazing thing about it is, despite all that, last year they traded for Scherzer, and they had, and he was the odd man out. Right. And so he stunk. He came out of the bullpen. He yeah, was bad. Yeah. He was even worse. You know, I would have felt better about him over the winter. He had his spot, uh, Fister. Well, yeah, the rotation, there was too many guys. There was Geo yeah. and Zimmerman and Strasburg yeah, and Scherzer and Fister. Yeah, and so he was the sixth guy. But the thing that worried me about Roark was last year he had a bad ERA, but it was worse when he started Colm. Really? He was better out of the bullpen than when he started. So, you know, if he was crappy out of the bullpen but was good as a starter, I'd be like, this guy just doesn't have the mental framework to come out of the bullpen, but he's still a good starter, so we'll be okay with him as our fourth or fifth guy. Instead, just nobody had any idea what to expect. And it was kind of like, yeah, well, Roark might not make it, and that's when you'll see Giolito. Instead, Roark, to me, has been the third best pitcher on the team. I mean, he's just—he's been great. He's been behind Strasburg and Scherzer. I'll never forget that game I watched when he had the strikeouts. And he was just where like, he had like 15, 15 strikeouts. So and he's striking out so many more guys than he did in 2014 when he was a starter. And he's still not a, a strikeout per inning kind of guy, but right. he's been great, and he continues to be great. And I just—I basically wrote an article that I'm like, he's so underappreciated on this. So Dude, his salary is even underappreciated. <laughs> well, look, that's what that's what the great thing about raising prospects is. Giolito is going to come up and get paid nothing for three years. Yeah, Bryce is getting paid nothing. And then I mean, more than you or I will ever make in a year, but nothing for a baseball player. Nothing. Um. Okay, so do you want to go on to? So the big event is basically we're a week and no, two weeks away from. Uh, all-star game. I believe voting ends tomorrow. Uh, so yeah. if you're listening to this tonight or today, you should go. should vote. So, Colm, and that's that you would vote for or yes. did vote for. I voted um, for three. 
As did I. Yes, so you voted for Ramos, Murphy, and Harper. Of course. And Harper's surprisingly enough, in terms of statistics, probably the least deserving. Yes, he doesn't deserve it, but he's the face of baseball. So. Well, people, that's the thing. That, like, if so, Ramos is the best catcher in the league right now. But I'm not angry if somebody wants to see Buster Posey. Posey right, because he's the guy. Or Yadier Molina. Like, I get it. Those guys are superstars. And part of the All-Star game is not re- rewarding the first three months of the season. It's rewarding, you know, your career. So I, I get that. So well, I based off my selections, Nats aside, off of what they're doing right now in baseball, in my opinion. That's what I tend to do, although I'll give. So I kind of look at it like um, I base it off what they're doing this year, but I give um, – more weight to guys that like I love seeing. Of course, like Big Poppy. <laughs> Big Poppy. Yeah, like he's retiring. I'm cool if he's a starter. Uh, you know, although he he he's uh, having a pretty good year too. He happens to be awesome this year, yeah. right? But all right, all right so let me let you... me. I'm gonna pull up the uh, the where's the All Star? Uh, I can't get to MLB. it. MLB.com. I'm, I'm on MLB.com, and I just see a picture of... Oh, it might be over today. Well, maybe. Uh, here we go. Race is narrow. All-Star game reaches final vote. Oh, yeah. Are they doing that whole thing with, like, you pick the final guy, like Brett Barbary or something? <laughs> that I don't know. All right, so let's go through. You yes. you already voted. I already voted, but I don't remember who I voted. So let's start at first base. National, obviously. Uh, actually, I'm looking at it, it. I'm looking at the ballot, and it gives you both first basemen. So let's do both first basemen. Right. Who do you got? Na- have, who, who do you got? American and National for first. I have base? Miguel Cabrera at first, and I have Will Myers on the other side. Um, I actually think I agree with both of those. those I think are that, the best two in baseball. Yeah, um, Myers is awesome. I could vote for. I could also see Rizzo in the NL. Right. Or Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt was my other second pick there. He's a uh, Myers is probably going to be on the team either way because of uh, he's in San Diego and they don't have. So sick, and he's on a team. He has 18 home runs playing in like the worst hitters division, let alone ballpark. Um, I followed his career since he's been on Tampa Bay's farm system, so I'm a huge fan. Will Myers, the guy that got us Trey Turner and Joe Ross. That's that is a hundred percent correct. Yes. So he deserves to go just for that. Um, all right, so we're in we're in violent agreement there. All right, second base. Second base, I think we'll be agreeing again. The best second baseman, Daniel Murphy, along with the Jose second best, Altuve. Jose Altuve. Yeah, because Altuve not only is he batting like three forty or something, he has like he has like twelve home runs. He's so incredibly good, and I'm yeah. a huge fan of him. Yeah, although I might I might like to see Kinsler go just to represent the people, oh, but God. represent the people. Um, all right, all right. Uh, shortstop, I have Xavier Bog- Bogart, Sam- Xander, and from the LA Dodgers, Seager. Yeah, I didn't vote for Seager, so I did vote for Bogarts. As much as it pains me to vote for, yeah, I mean he's he well 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 deserved. Um, I think I voted for. Let me look. Did I vote for Seager? I might have voted for Seager too. You would have. He, to me, I think he's having the best year. Yeah, I'm looking like. I'm looking at it right now. I did not vote for Eric Ibar, who's batting 211 and has zero home runs. Oh. Um, I did not vote for Estrubal Cabrera. 
No, I, I think I voted for. Seager it's funny. Danny Espinosa's name is is on the shortstop. Oh, he's on shortstop. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, wow, Galvis got so bad. Galvis was hitting so well. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that one too. We got the same votes on that. Same votes. All right, third base was hard on the national side, but I went with Luchado. And Nolan Arianato. It was did you, Chris Bryant. I'm sorry. Did you just call him Muchado? <laughs> Muchado. Is that his Chick-fil-A name? name? Machado. Machado. Um, yeah, I mean, Danny Valencia deserves some credit because yes. he's been awesome. And Longoria's looking good. And, yeah, but it's got to be Machado. I mean, I guess Cas- Castellanos. And I asked him because I know he's a fan favorite. Although I might vote for Beltre just because he's nearing retirement and I want him to get in the Star Hall. Age. Uh, he's, I want him to get in the Hall of Fame and another year as an all-star would be awesome. Please. He's so, like Fred McGriff to me. He's so good still. <laughs> he's still like the best, one of the best fielding third basemen in the game. Donaldson's having a good year, right? Yo, Donaldson is, yeah. Donaldson's probably my well no it's got to be Machado he's batting 330. All right and then who'd you have? I went with Nolan Arenado. Arenado. Arenado but it was between him and Chris Bryant obviously. Matt Carpenter also is pretty deserving. He's pretty good. Martin Prada Martin Prada is going to hit 300 when he's 55 years old isn't he? Yep. He's just never going to not hit. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably Arenado. Arenado's, having ridiculous. Arenado's also legitimately one of the best fielders yeah. in the game. You know, he's a he's an incredible fielding third baseman. So, Brian or Arenado, I'm good with either of them as the starter. Those are probably the two most deserving. Um, all right, so let's go to catcher Ramos. Catcher. It's got to be the Ramos, obviously, and Salvador Perez. He's. It's good to see him back because he was he was so good, and then he was bad for a while. And I'm glad he's good because he's a fun young player to watch. Um, yeah, it's probably him. I mean, Kurt Suzuki's having a nice season with the Twins, which is cool to see. I saw Colm. I saw a National Suzuki jersey yesterday. Oh, amazing! Yeah, Kurt Suzuki. I would hang um, on the wall. is having a really good year too. Is he? Is he still a catcher? Yeah, crazy. I, I think so. I'm shocked. Um, yeah, but again, it seems to me like there's one or two exceptions, but there's pretty much, you know, we pretty much know who deserves to be the number one guy by looking at the numbers. What about DH? Poppy. You're going to vote for Poppy, right? <laughs> who is it? got to vote for Crop. Although Nelson Crush is not a bad vote. He's not a bad vote, but he's Poppy. He's the greatest, one of the greatest of all time. He's a Hall of Famer. He's like a Derek Jeter. Cruz has 20 home runs, and he plays in Seattle. And that is amazing to me. It doesn't matter where he plays. He's going to hit 40 home runs. He's but, yeah, Poppy, I mean, he's probably hitting like 330. Yeah. Hall of Famer. All right. All right. Who are your three outfielders, My Cole? three outfielders in the AL are Saunders, Betts, and Trout. I think Trout because he's Trout. Right. I think Trumbo because it's awesome to watch. To watch, it's your first baseman. I thought Trumbo is is he's playing in the perfect Trumbo ballpark. He's a guy that should be batting two fifty. Yeah, and he plays. I mean, Camden Yards is a small hitter's ballpark, and guys that hit deep pop flies. He's just playing. And I might say Beltron with my other vote. Um. 
Although, you know who else is a really seriously deserving candidate? Batting 326 with 14 home runs. Oh, Ian. Ian Desmond. <laughs> he is having a pretty good year. I'm not going to lie. He's having a great year, Colm. They got such a bargain. If the Nats could have gotten Ian Desmond for $9 million to play center field, wow. doing what he's doing right now, they would have done it. Oh, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Um, they should have just told him to play center. What about what about the NL? The NL. Bryce. Cespedes barbecue. Cespedes, yeah. Bryce and Mr. Part of the Drive, Ryan Braun. That's actually who I was thinking is Bryce Braun and, and Cespedes. Cespedes. That's an incredible outfit. Although I would also say Ozuna is Ozuna, yeah. awesome. Ozuna is amazing. And um I think he was fourth on my list too. Yeah. Um that's a yeah. That's kind of it for me. I mean, there's a couple other guys that you could make a case. The funniest thing is, like, of all the people we named, I think Bryce having the worst year of all those people. Cargo. Oh yeah. I mean, he's he's doing well. So yeah, I mean, we're pretty we're pretty much in agreement with most of the way. Well, we do watch a lot of baseball, and I constantly read. You know what's so weird? I go to Yahoo Sports now and read all the top baseball articles. Well, that's where our former, uh, our one time, I think we talked to him last year just as, the, I think we talked to him right around the weekend that the, the Mets, like the Nats blew three games against the Mets, that famous weekend where like uh, we right after we traded for Papelbon and they went in and they lost three in a row and they were winning one game like five to nothing or whatever that weekend. That's when we talked to Chris Swick. Chris Swick. And he writes He writes for the big leagues, too. We should try and talk to him again. We should try and talk to him. But what about on the Nationals bus? Who writes on that? Oh, that would be me, Colm. <laughs> so, yeah, you just type in that. The way I do it is I go to Google and I type in Nationals bus. It takes me right there. There you go. The Google machine is the way to go. It's really the way to go. Um, do we have anything further? Should we continue? All right, Colm. It is it is June is basically the last day in June by the time this comes out. So it's a, a month before the trade deadline. Yes. And we'll get in a we'll get in another podcast. Whether it's two weeks or three weeks from now, we'll get in another podcast before before the last week of the trade deadline. Will they have made a trade before we speak again? I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is no. Wow. But I think they will make a trade before the trade deadline, but I don't think they'll make one before we speak again. Really? I and think it's going to happen like either right on All-Star Day or before or the day after. When everybody's together with Rizzo and they, yes. they get charmed by his abilities? Charmed. Um, do you think the they will... The president's race should be destroyed, yes. <laughs> Do you think – yeah, we're, it's on right now, which is why Colm said that. That wasn't random. Um, do you think that they will trade away any one of their top four prospects? Giolito, Trey Turner, Reynaldo Lopez, or, or Victor Robles? I want to say yes, and if you're not going to like my reasoning, it's because I think they're, they're sort of spotlighting Reynaldo Lopez and they're going to trade him. Interesting. I think you know, I spotlighted lately. 
It's interesting because he's he's done so well, but he doesn't have a good projection as a starter because of his body. Right. And you know, you go he he's like Pedro Martinez, right? And the thing about Pedro Martinez is they go Pedro Martinez was unique because he was the only guy that is five ten or whatever and could do that. And so everybody that you compare to Pedro Martinez is automatically bad because there's only one Pedro Martinez. Agreed. And so, and so Reynaldo Lopez has been great as a starter, but right. a lot of people say, look, what he really is is a closer. But he can get us a piece that we need now because he's very valuable. Yeah, I'm, I, I would love to see them get what they need without having to trade. Those are the four guys I don't want them to trade. Oh, obviously, um, yeah. But for Andrew Miller, maybe you do it. But if I, yeah, if we're going to get a big name, that's yeah. the only one I'm okay with letting go, too. The other ones yeah. are not, you can't touch them. No, I don't know what you could get but for the I, rest of the season. It's just weird. Lopez has been showing up way more on just like Nat stories and stuff. And I was well, that's because he's been dominating. Yeah. He's been dominating. I don't know. I could see, I could see them trading Michael Taylor, Ooh, and if and I'd be yeah. I'd be okay with that. I'm and okay it's not because I actually really like Michael Taylor, but if we're being honest with ourselves about what he is, right. at best, he's kind of an average center fielder. Like it, his best projections are above average defender, average he's or just Marlon Bird. Well, no, I mean, I just think, like, he's he's not going to be... His best projections when he was in the minors were, like, Mike Cameron. Oh, God. You know, and he's not he's not going to be Mike Cameron. He just strikes out too much. Mike Cameron was a damn good player. Mike Cameron was an all-star or was an all-star level player. And Taylor is one of those guys that you go, he'd have to have a really good, lucky first half to be an all-star. That being said... He may be he may be a league average player, which is a good thing to have. But you don't hold on to a league average player if you can trade him to get something that can win, right. win you a championship. Right. But you know, I, I'm not sure what he gets in return. But that would be like the one player on the team right now that I could see them see them trading. And like you said, I guess Geo too. But Geo isn't probably going to get you that much. Although there are teams like the Yankees that might. You it's can, hard. You could sell a team on him coming to your lineup. And well, the, the problem with Geo is because he only has like a year and a half left on his contract. Right. It's hard to convince a seller who figures they're out for the year to take him. Geo Geo could get you something in return from a team that is trying to contend, and they cannot find anybody to fill, like, the fourth or fifth spot. And there are teams out there like that that are going, look, we're good, one, two, three. We got a decent lineup, but we're afraid we're not, and that'll be fine in the playoffs, but we're afraid we're not going to get to the playoffs because our fourth and fifth starters are garbage. You Maybe you sell Geo to somebody like that, but then they're not probably going to get you something in return other than a potential prospect. So, to me, Geo is not... It's not at all. Well, yeah, he's just not going to help you in the trade market. No, a Lopez makes you sexy. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, who's not going to want to just have a conversation? I'd like to see them get through the trade deadline and get something to help them, without giving up one of those four guys. But 
But I wouldn't be against it as long as they don't give up Turner and Giolito, obviously. And I don't think there's any desire to do that. But uh, for Ozuna? <laughs> Ozuna's got like three years left, right? I know, that's why. And you're not going to pay him $500 million plus. Ridiculous line. I couldn't believe I read a story about that. So the one guy, I mean, unfortunately the Astros have been, I mean, fortunately for them, but unfortunately for us, the Astros have been on a tear, and they've won like 12 out of the last 13 or 14 games. But like a week and a half ago, they were like four or five games under 500. Were they really? And and Carlos Gomez numbers are terrible. Yeah. But if you look at what he's done over the last month, he's been Carlos Gomez. Yeah. And I'm like, and he's only got like he's got one. His I think he's a free agent after the center field too. Yeah, and oh, so I'm like, I would love like, him on our well, team. people are talking about Carlos Gonzalez because he's mm. great and and the Rockies are out and all that he's not stuff. A center fielder, is he? He doesn't play center fielder anymore, oh. but he he did and he probably could for he'd probably be better center fielder than Cespedes. That's true. But uh I don't know, I'd be interested in Carlos Gomez except now the Astros are playing well, so so maybe not, but that, that to me is a guy that you could probably get for not incredibly expensive. Wait, what about we were talking about this? What about Ryan Braun? Is that even a possibility, or no way? I don't want him because he's still owed like four years. He's owed like sixty million dollars or something. I, I just I don't want them to trade for somebody that they're going to have to pay a lot of money for the next four or five years to. I don't think they want to do that. So. All right. Well, everyone, thank you all for listening. Remember, you can go to thenationalsreview.com, and you can find all the information, all the stories. We have the gear store, remember, there with the new shirt. You hang them, we'll bang them. Is that what it's officially called? It's the Ray, it's Uncle Ray's Custom Tater Shop. Uncle Ray's Uncle Tater Shop. <laughs> I read the quote, not the actual shirt. Good job. You hang them, we bang them. Hey, that's what Uncle Ray said. I'm just quoting him. That's even bigger written on the shirt, too. Good job by me. Uh, I really enjoy the Scherzer Syrup one. That's, that's a little thing. That's sold a few, yeah. Jay-Z 27. Those for all the Tigers fans that want to come to that. <laughs> Buffalo those. shirt is hot, probably. I mean. I do like that shirt. Did you notice their Twitter, though, that they were showing him, like, at the zoo, just taking pictures in front of buffaloes? It was great. Yeah, and his, like, daughter with her <laughs> buffalito shirt or something. Yeah, it's so incredible. He's, he's slowly becoming my favorite player. You know he's gone after this year. they got to figure out how to re-sign him. Oh, they got to re-sign him now. Yeah. Wait, if Gio leaves, do that mean we can get rid of Lobatone? <laughs> I like Lobatone. He's a good. Do, he's a good backup catcher. He's a good backup. You mean once a week catcher? Twice a week? Is it twice? I don't know. Are you good with him twice a week or no? Not really. Uh, well, they have Spencer Kaiboom coming up in the system. <laughs> Spencer Kaiboom. Who would you rather play first for you, James Looney or Doug Mankiewicz on the Yankees? Oh, Doug Mankiewicz. Those <laughs> the Doug Mankiewicz years. Um. Loney has actually been awesome for the Mets. Now it's he's it, not going to keep it up. No, of course not. But I give him credit. You know, it's funny. The Mets have been really, really bad for the last couple <laughs> weeks. This guy pitching, I've never even heard of. And some of that is due to pitching injury. But if they're pitching, you know, they they have enough pitching. 
that you figure they could go on a run, and they just need to be a little bit better at hitting. And just like last year, think about this time last year. You're like, the Mets are so bad that they could go get, I don't know, Juan Uribe, and that would be a better third baseman than what they have. And that's what they did. And so, like, yeah, Suspendis was a big pickup for them, and that was a big deal. Neil Walker. But even before they got Suspendis, no, I'm talking about last year. Neil Walker got this offseason. But even before they got Suspendis, they picked up a couple guys like Uribe, Mm -hmm. and they went from, like, below replacement level at those positions to, like, barely above replacement level or replacement level. And that was enough because their pitching is that good. So good. And And so that's, that's the only thing that scares me about the Mets is, like, if the pitching comes around, they have enough players that are just hitting so crappy that, like, all they have to do is get, like, a guy who's not terrible, and suddenly they look good again. And that's what they did last year. They... They got Suspedis on top of that, but before they got Suspedis, they had picked up Uribe and one other guy, I can't remember who else, and suddenly they were like, wow, they might be able to score two or three runs a game now. <laughs> and then Daniel Murphy decided and that's all he, they, he went into that different universe where he's the greatest right. player of all time. But even them just scoring two or three runs a game instead of like zero or one was enough that they were like formidable. So that's what worries me about them this year, if that pitching comes back. I'm not really worried about anyone in our division. <laughs> well, if, if the Nats win tonight, they'll have like a six-game lead. Yeah. If we if we could go in with a six-game into the mid-break, oh my god, it would be it would be kind of nice. Right. Anyway, we're just rambling on. So I told that you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Remember, and you can, you can uh, follow Colm at Culmination, and you can follow Charlie at. The Nash- is it the Nationals Review? It's just Nationals Review. Look at that. I would add you follows on terrible Twitter. But the website is thenationalsreview.com. And anything I put on Mass and Nationals Buzz is I'm putting up on the website. Right. So you can just use the website as your, you know, as your conduit into the Nationals Review. It's fine. You don't have to. Remember the beer map. Is also on the site. Colm, I was at the game yesterday. There was a large rain delay. I used the beer map. Did you? Still up to date. Still up to date. Well, there you go. Right now, that's the number one reason to go is to get the beer map from the National You know, Colm, I can tell whether the Nats are playing at home just by my stats on the website. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's about a plus. Why don't you? Hey, we're saying if you're at a place. And you have the beer map with you. If you're at the game and you're using the beer map, send us a tweet with a pig. That's right. Show me the beer map. Tweet me your beer mappiness. I would love to see that. All right, everyone. We want you to have a great night. We will see you at the game. See you at the park, Cole.